Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Caitlin J. McCall. And I'm Kirsty McConnell. And welcome to Season 8 of the Pet Photographers Club podcast. Our guest today is professional animal portrait and equestrian event photographer based in the southwest of England. She opened a studio at just 20 years old and today we're here to ask her all about that journey. It's Caitlin Hodges of Caitlin Hodges Photography. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club, Caitlin. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. When we saw that you opened your studio at 20 years old. Um, both Kirsty and I were like, we have got to chat to this photographer because I just, I'm so fascinated. I would love to hear how uh, your journey has gone so far and how you've got to where, where you're at. So maybe start us from the start. We always like to do that. Um, how did you get into pet photography in the first place? Um, so I've been doing photography since I was about 10 years old. So my dad gave me his old DSLR camera. Um, and at that time, I was photographing a lot of horses. Um, so I did have horses at the time. And most of my friends also um, were riding or had horses. So I sort of started with that, um, did a lot of equestrian events for just local clubs. And then I kind of got into the modeling side of things. And that's how I got into the studio work. Um, but I didn't actually enjoy working with people so much um, and I was working at a vet so I did want to be a veterinary nurse and then I just decided I don't know why it took me so long to put two and two together like why don't I do the pets in the studio nobody was really doing it in my area and uh, so I, I just kind of winged it <laughs> and just thought, yeah I'm, I'm going to do it see what happens um, it might not work but thankfully it has so <laughs> I love how you say it took me so long uh, to figure it out. Like, yeah, you're 20 years old when you open the studio, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget. I've still got all this time ahead of me and I can probably just slow down if I need to. But <laughs> No, I think it's great attitude. Putting all of your effort into each day is beautiful. So, um, okay, let's digest that a little bit and separate it a bit so you've gone from photographing horses and equestrian events to working at the vet um clinic and then and then what so you then just opened the studio or you're already creating this um business photographing animals and then the studio came um, so whilst I was at the vets, I is when I thought of the idea to do the animals in the studio. Um, so I did that whilst I was still working at the vets for probably maybe three or four months. I, I wasn't working at vets too long. It was just under two years. Um, and then I kind of decided that the veterinary side wasn't for me. I found it really hard mentally with all the death that we had to experience. Um, And I did actually lose my first dog whilst we were working at the vets. So that kind of backtracked me. I didn't think it would affect me so much, but it did. Mm. (laughs) So I then I was like, okay. So I left the vets and I thought, I'll see if I can sort of do the business side of things. Um, It's really hard. (laughs) There's not a lot of information out there in terms of, like pet photography businesses so I was kind of just winging it 
Um, and then I did make the decision to go to university last summer, um, which was a photography based course. But I have actually left that. So there's a lot going on in my short <laughs> life. <laughs> um, COVID, and I wasn't really enjoying it anyway. A lot of the lecturers were saying, like, my work had already passed, like, their third years. And that I didn't necessarily need to be there because I didn't really have mm-hmm. much progression. It would just have been a case of building a larger and more varied portfolio. Um and I just, I really didn't enjoy it. It was, it was getting me down, to be honest. So as soon as um, COVID hit, I kind of made the decision that I was going to leave. Um, and then I thought, I will just open my, I'll just open a studio now. Because <laughs> I think. <laughs> as you do, you know, I'll just do it. <laughs> At the end of university, like that was always my plan. I would have done the three years and then I would have opened my own studio. Um, and then I, and it was kind of a case of, like why wait what am I waiting for if I've got the skills to do it already um so yeah I just I just started looking and it, and I found somewhere thankfully that's really lovely so yeah <laughs> all right so let's um look into this a bit more so this is awesome I Caitlin and I are also very much like I have an idea oh tomorrow it happens so we're very yeah. <laughs> like on, on the same page with you this with this but gee I mean this is next level um so what were you looking for when you said, like, I found the space? What were you looking for when you when you decided, you know, you wanted to do it now, open a studio? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I – because obviously it wasn't an ideal time. It was in the spring and we were very much into lockdown then. Um, so I was just having a look online at kind of office space to see if I could find somewhere that I could potentially convert – into a studio but was probably more of an office to begin with um and then I actually found somewhere that the lady downstairs in the building downstairs to me she had this whole building which she was using as a photography studio um and she sort of saw me looking online for a space and she messaged me like oh I'm actually going to um lease out the upstairs of the studio because she didn't need all that space and I'd been here before and every time I went somewhere I was looking for somewhere that reflected this space because I love it so I've got an office and then it's like split with a glass wall and the studio's the other side and everywhere I went I was like oh this is what I want but I can't find it (laughs) and then it was just fluke that she messaged me and she was like well the space is available if you want to rent it. Wow, that's awesome. That all panned out. Okay, and so it was already established as a studio then, or yeah. Yeah, so she does a lot of commercial work um, and she's got like a community element. So she'll teach like over 50s clubs um, and she does some like child um, photography classes as well. And the upstairs Mm -hmm. space, which I'm in, was more of a community element. So it wasn't really a studio room so we spent the first month converting it and building a cove and all the difficult part Mm -hmm. okay so upstairs was just a blank space even though it had the beautiful office with the glass it didn't actually have a a studio per se no yeah okay so then how did you go about converting it so um the actual space I mean did you have somebody that was able to help you did you have to research how to build it I mean what went into this 
So we did do a lot of research. I have um, a very supportive partner who is quite happy to help with anything, which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, So his dad is actually a carpenter. So we kind of got him in, showed him the space, um, showed him what a cove looks like and asked him if like that was something that he would be interested in helping with. And he luckily said yes. Um, so he helped us build that. And then everything else we kind of just did day by day. So I didn't really have a plan of how I wanted it to look. I just knew I wanted the cove or the infinity wall um, in in there. And then everything else, like the accessories and the backdrop system, that kind of just went in day by day. I didn't really have a plan of how I necessarily wanted it to look. I, I love hearing how all these different elements and the people in your life have come together as well. Um, the studio space is just beautiful and I've loved seeing you, you've been sharing, you know, the process of building it and getting it to where it is today um, online. So thank you for sharing that as well. So presumably you started the space and then could you not work in it straight away? Did you have restrictions and lockdowns? How's this year played out with having started, opened up a studio and then not being able to shoot? Yeah, so we came out of lockdown here um, in June. We were told, I think it was like the 16th of June that we that photography studios could operate again. Uh, not June, sorry, July. But I wasn't ready at this point. <laughs> So I had the whole of August to um, pretty much build the studio space and get it ready. Um, Once it was finished, I then gave myself two weeks to make sure I was happy with all my pricing and my advertising materials and sort of who I was using for printing. So I gave myself two weeks after that month um, and then I opened up for bookings and it's been nonstop since. Hello, dear listener. It is editing Caitlin. Just jumping in here to make a note that we pre-recorded this interview before the UK went back into their lockdown. So as you can imagine, things have looked very different for Caitlin Hodges in 2021, although we are so pleased here in Australia to hear positive news for the UK in terms of the lockdown eventually easing or you guys having a plan to get out of that anyway it's what a what a year that we have had I just wanted to jump in because when we recorded this we thought the end was near but there you go that's that's COVID for us isn't it guys um we'll jump back into the interview because still feel of good stuff but I wanted to give a little bit of context there okay thanks bye all right. Well, you can't tease us with bookings have been nonstop since and not give us a little bit of an insight into how how did you open the doors and immediately have bookings? Did you have a, a, one marketing strategy in place, a few that you were juggling? How did that look? I had some shoots that I had booked over lockdown. They were actually for Mother's Day, but unfortunately we were then in a lockdown so we couldn't do them um I should probably mention that beforehand I was like paying a day rate at another small studio which is how I still had my studio work um right people had booked in on that and then obviously in that time I'd opened my own space so I got those people 
booked back in now that we were allowed to. Um, I then did like an introductory opening offer, which was obviously quite heavily reduced from my normal pricing structure. Um, I also released a video of the studio space, which is probably how you came across it. (laughs) Um, And I had a local newspaper here um, share that and sort of say, look, we've got like the first dedicated pet photography studio opening, um, which really definitely helped with bookings. It, it gave me more exposure, which I needed. Um, I, I think most of my bookings are probably word of mouth because I get a lot of people in that say, oh, you photographed so-and-so. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of my bookings come off of each other. Did Was it part of you I'm sure people mention your age all the time so sorry that we're going to but we're very impressed was that also part of the story because I think it's an impressive element of it yeah I think so when I was 18 so when I first started doing this the studio portraits they did an article back then um it was very short and sweet that basically just said this 18 year old is taking really cute pictures of pets (laughs) Um, so I then contacted them and said, oh, look, I've actually opened my own space. So would you be interested in doing a follow up? But I do think a lot of it is down to my age because I am quite young in the industry. I mean, as you said, it's also a story that your area has their first dedicated pet photographer. It's just all the all the cool elements of a story coming coming together. Um, have you found so I also started ragamuffin when I was 20 and this is completely beside the point of the studio but just interesting um especially if there's anyone else young out there um listening so 10 years ago I think I got in my head a little bit too much about my age and how clients would perceive that and whether or not I was professional enough but it feels like, you know, in your website and your social media that you don't seem to let that bother you or get in your head. How is it on the insider? Like, is that ever an element for you? I think at the beginning, I was very much like people aren't going to take me seriously because I'm a lot younger than most of my clients that I get in. Um, but and I do, I my my age is like online. I'm not afraid to say that I am younger. But I think a lot of people don't realise how young I am. And then I do think that some people walk in and they look a bit surprised that I'm so young. Um, but I, it doesn't bother me. I think I, I know what I'm doing in a sense. <laughs> like I'm confident with my work mm-hmm. and my business module. Um, so I don't let it bother me too much. And thankfully, no one's ever said anything. It, I mean, I think that's... Uh, testament to your professionality though if people are walking in and surprised when they see that you're young I mean that's because nothing about your professionalism in communication or in your website or in your work uh, level of work indicates that you're young it looks like you're an established photographer who's been around for the same amount of years as how old you are yeah I'm sort of blown away (laughs) so you mentioned the newspaper um before a couple of times so and you reached out to them and asked them to do a follow-up story. Um, yeah. How did that look like? Was it, I mean, is it a candid relationship that they still remembered you? Did you have to draft um, a proper letter? I mean, what did that look like? Um, I just sent an email and said, 
this is the article you wrote previously and then linked it in um, because it was online as well and then said like I have just opened my own space Um, I did put my age in there because I thought like you say it would be more of an impressive factor for people Um, and just said like would you be interested in doing a follow-up story and I also think because of um, COVID and lockdown a lot of businesses were struggling or have gone under so I thought it might be more of an uplifting story for someone who's actually been able to build their business through lockdown and it's actually been quite useful to have that time to realize what I wanted to do. Yeah definitely I mean um, you know being able to give a feel-good story amongst everything this year uh, must have been a bit of a um, bit of a relief for the newspaper as well. I'm sure they wanted to grab that story, but also such a beautiful story to share. Um, and what about the opening offer that you mentioned? Did that make it into the newspaper too? Yeah, so it just, it brought the audience in. I don't think I'd actually released my offer at this stage, but I had put up the video of the studio space. Um, and then once I had those that audience over on my social media, I then released the opening offer and it sort of went from there. Um, how many people did you have coming in at the start and, and are you still finding steady bookings? So my plan was I wanted to have a business module that was like two shoots a week. That way I wouldn't be overworking myself and I'd have a quick turnaround mm-hmm. for everything. Um, but I, I just had so many messages thankfully um of people wanting to book in so I actually had 47 bookings from um mid-August to November and then on Friday so three days ago oh no what day are we on I don't know how many days ago (laughs) I can't do the maths um I then opened my diary for November to January um, and I've had 15 bookings since then. What a wonderful problem <laughs> to have. <laughs> okay, this is, this is so super impressive and I want to talk way more about it. So let's wrap up part one and um, all of the, you know, links and everything that we've mentioned will pop in the show notes and if you're a member of the club um you can continue listening to part two of our interview in the member zone don't forget if you're not a member uh you can join today for just ten dollars a month club membership includes loads of perks and bonus content um just head over to pepphotographersclub.com to find out more Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.